My name's Jonathan Nato, and I'm a blind guy. Hey, everybody. My name is Ahmad Zaidi, and I have a disability. And this is Limping on Cloud Nine. It is, man. Today, we're going to talk about your recent trip to Jamaica. Oh, yeah, definitely. I've never been there. It's a place I've always wanted to go. But, uh, you know, without further ado, I know there's this reason you went, and I want to just get into it and share this experience with our listeners. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Yeah, so I I guess before we even get to that, it was the first time I've ever flown on a plane. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. What is that like? For me, it was, uh, it felt like a a roller coaster, like when you're you're actually lifting off the ground, like that part felt like a roller coaster to me. Right. Uh, but I, you know, I thought I was going to be awake. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to be able to like read a ton of books. And, you know, I thought it was going to be great for, but for me, I fell asleep like every, well, the first, the first time at going there, I fell asleep because I just stayed up like for 36 hours. And so by the time I got on the plane, I was done and I just fell asleep. Um, that's good though, man. That's great. <laughs> but on, on the way back, I fell asleep too. And, and, uh, I was, I was hoping to stay awake, but again, cause I wanted to be able to like, have six, seven hours to like read and listen to stuff, whatever. But I ended up falling asleep both, both there and back. So, um, well, you know, I can fall asleep anywhere at any time. I mean, I actually fell asleep second row at a Tom Petty concert when I was a <laughs> senior in high school. So, and I love Tom Petty a lot, Yeah, but for some reason I was tired and I just fell asleep in the middle of the show, man. So <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it, 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 I didn't know what to expect. So it was, it was, it was, I didn't go in, in with any sort of notions, so I, it, it was uh, it was a good experience. Like going through the airport was no problem, you know. All, all everything went really smoothly. So, um, the, the when we landed though, the, going down there, I was kind of like, man, that was kind of a rough landing. Like even some people on the plane was like, ouch, you know. Like, it, but on the way home, uh, the the pilot on the way home, I was like, man, you almost couldn't tell when you're in the air and when you hit the runway. It was like super smooth. It was really impressive. You know, just like any other profession on the planet, there are good pilots and there are bad pilots yeah. and there are great pilots, right? Yeah, yeah. And, no, they're, was, and they're usually always judged on their landing. Yeah, it was really impressive. I was like, wow. I mean, you almost couldn't tell when we actually hit the runway. It was, it was really impressive that you were able to do that, you know? Yeah, no, that's pretty awesome. That is really, really cool. So tell tell all of our listeners why you went. So I, I went for a Christian mission trip. My my church that I go to, they've been doing this for about 15, 15 or 20 years, I think. Um, I'm going to a, a relatively new church because when we moved, we, had, we ended up switching churches because going to the church we were going to wasn't really feasible at, just from the distance. So we ended up going to a new church. And uh, so, yeah, they, they, uh, the, the pastor took a liking to me and just said, come on, man, you got to go on this mission trip. Uh, we'd love to have you down there. And you know, and you'll have lots of opportunities to kind of give your testimony, to teach and stuff. So we, we want to have you down. And I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go. I mean, it was, you know, relatively cheap considering. I mean, the plane ticket costs more than what it costs to kind of stay down there. So a friend of the church ended up developing this entire building. And it's, it's in Buff Bay, Jamaica. And so Buff Bay is a parish, I believe, of Jamaica, so instead of states, they're calling parishes in Jamaica, and so cool. We're, so we're in Buff Bay, and so th- this part of Jamaica isn't. It is not the touristy, you know, part of Jamaica. I mean, this is the parts of Jamaica people don't want to go to. You know what I'm saying? Like this isn't Montego Bay or you know any of uh, the resort areas. I mean, this is you know kind of the 
the forgotten parts of Jamaica, if, if you will, you know? And so, so this guy built this building there, and it can fit like 20, 30 people, and, uh, and he built it specifically for Christians to go down there and do mission trips. So for us, for one person to stay there, it was $225, and we got three meals a day at this place with that $225. Wait, $225 for the whole week? Yes. Oh, man. And so the plane ticket costs $400. (laughs) uh, Wait, wait. Oh, oh, you're on the East Coast. Sorry, sorry. I was going to say, how's a ticket to Jamaica cost only $400? I I, I take it back. It was $600. $600 for round trip. So $600 for round trip. But, yeah, so the the plane ticket costs more than it was to stay down there for the weekend and to eat and stuff. And, And also it's the first time for me... Never mind out of New England. Well, no, I've been out of New England once or twice, but I mean, I've, I've pretty much been in New England my whole life, but also the first time for me out of the country. So first, fl- first plane ride, first time out of the country, you know, I had to get my passport and all that. Um, so, so we got down there, and I mean, we, we hit the ground running. My, my pastor, well, there was like 20 of us that went. 15 of us were from the church. The other five were f- kind of friends of our pastor and stuff that went down there. And so he put together these teams, and I mean, on Sunday... He had me go with him to the church he was preaching at. I gave my testimony for about 15 or 20 minutes. Uh, I then left the ch- that church in the middle of the service, got a ride to another church where I, I was preaching at that church. So I, I preached a message. And then later that night, I went to a third church and gave my testimony at that one. And that's just the first day. And so the rest, that's of, incredible. the rest of the week, that's pretty cool. Yeah. The rest of the week was like that jammed. Like it, we were just, it was go, 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 go. Like, so every morning, we'd wake up at 6.30 in the morning. By 7, we'd have Bible study. Uh, by 8, we'd be eating breakfast. And by like 8.15, 8.30, we'd be heading out to schools. So each team, each, each of our teams were going to a different like school, like elementary school, middle school. And every school in Jamaica has a morning devotional for a Bible lesson. Every school, really? Every school across Jamaica has a morning devotional for a Bible study. That's pretty cool. That's so, interesting. Yeah, and so so we we went to those devotionals. We were going to two or three different churches every day. We didn't go to the uh, sorry schools. We didn't go to the same school twice. So we were hitting different schools in the area throughout the whole week. So all three of our teams were each going to different schools. Um, that is awesome. Hey, you know, a couple of minutes ago you mentioned the word jam, and it reminded me that a certain somebody named you. Is, was playing a uh, Bob Marley song. Yeah, well, right? yeah, yeah. So, so I what what I told my pastor before we went down there, I was like, "Hey, I'm going to learn a couple of Bob Marley songs because we did what's called kind of open air preaching. So we would go out in public and just start telling people about the Bible, the gospel of Jesus. And so I was like, you know what I'm going to do to draw a crowd is I'm going to start playing this Bob Marley song, and people going to be like what's this white dude playing, you know, Bob Marley song, right? And so, so we were practicing the song. <laughs> we, were, we were practicing the song in the, in the place we were staying. And uh, so me and this guy, he was kind of playing. He, we had a couple of empty, like, big, like, Poland Spring kind of water jugs, like three or five-gallon jugs. So he was using those as kind of like little bongos. So we were jamming, and uh, we're playing in this, like, in, in the building, there's, like, this one main room on the, bo- on the floor, bottom floor that... Ha- it's probably, I'm guessing, 1,000 to 1,300 kind of square feet. It's kind of like this, this open, giant room. And so we were in there jamming on this song on uh, No Woman, No Cry we were playing. We were playing it for, I don't know, five, seven minutes, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and when we got done, 
a, there a bunch of Jamaicans were, were kind of, they they kind of live in the house the, into that in that building because they help cook and you know all that stuff. So a bunch of those Jamaicans and they dra- and they dragged a bunch of other Jamaicans that were outside. They could kind of hear it. They dragged them in, and when we got done. A bunch of Jamaicans came up to me because I was sitting on a couch. They pulled me up off the couch and they're like, that was amazing. That was awesome. You know? Like, it was just so cool to have them being like, that, you, you, you did that song justice. You know, like you did, you did it well. I was like, that's cool. Like, it was, it was cool to get them to, to be like, you know, to, to, uh, to, to appreciate what we were doing, you know? No, that, that's incredible. That's really fun. Um, and so do you, have your, do you have your guitar around you? You want to play a little bit? Uh, actually, I don't. I have my electric, but I had to unplug uh, everything to kind of set everything back up to do the podcast. So Okay, so promise us at some point you're going to play No Woman, No Crying. Yeah, yeah no, definitely, definitely. Um, so, so, and then, so back, kind of back to the school thing, another thing that was cool is on Wednesday, uh, we went to a high school, and so there was like, anywhere from six to 800 kids, I think, at this high school. And what was kind of neat, I wish I would have had pictures of this, but what was kind of cool, again, the high school also does this morning devotional, right? And so we were going there. My, my team went to the high school to do this morning devotional. And the, the, the school was kind of built in this circular fashion, and the assembly was sort of held outside. So what would happen is, all of the classrooms had a door that kind of led to the outside and all and all the classrooms were in this kind of circular formation and so when the kids would come out of their class there's almost like this railing across the whole circle on the outside and they would all just assemble there so just literally almost like walk out of your classroom and boom it was like in this sort of almost like an outdoor coliseum kind of thing and that's where the assembly was held and so I got to give my testimony to all these 800 kids and tell them about, you know, what God's done in my life, tell them about Jesus. And it, it was amazing to just, I, I was baffled by having that sort of freedom. Like I was, I was telling people after the trip, I was like, you know, here in America, we say that there's a lot of sort of openness for religion and freedom and stuff like that. But I was like, honestly, if we went to like a, a public school and tried to say, Hey, here's what we want to do. Can we assemble, you know, the kids and tell them about Jesus and the Bible? They would have said no. Yeah, you know, in a public school. In yeah. a private school, they're totally open to it. But, yeah. But a public school, definitely. Yeah, I mean, a public school only would have maybe let us do it, do it if we said, hey, we want to, like, talk about God. Like, if we were, like, vague, you know, like, if we, if we weren't so specific. But in Jamaica, it was just amazing to be able to go in and, and, and give them the gospel message and tell them, you know, about my testimony and stuff. It, it was really, really amazing. And then every night we went to two or three different churches. Again, the teams were going to churches every night. So every night I was either preaching, playing guitar, or giving my testimony at one of these three churches every night. No, that's really cool. So let me ask you this. What is the single most memorable moment of the trip for you? Oh, man. <sighs> It's really hard to. I would have to almost say either the being able to talk at that high school, or man, I mean, there are so many. And and so kind of back to playing the no woman no cry. Like like I said, we ended up playing that outside in kind of like open areas where people were walking by and stuff. That was pretty cool too. Like I I, I did draw a crowd, you know, playing no woman no cry. We had like. 
20, 30, 40 people that start circling around going like, what, what's going on with this? You know, what's, what's this guy doing? And so when we got everyone's attention, that's when we would give the gospel message and be like, you know, I, I, I basically talked about, you know, what, what I did in, in, in using that song because in Jamaica, no cry is kind of like, there. it's kind of a, a saying of theirs. No cry means kind of like, don't worry, move on. Everything's going to be okay, right? Right. And so that's, that's kind of their way of saying, no cry, just, just everything will work out. No cry, keep moving on. And so what I did is I said, hey, you know, Bob Marley had kind of the right idea, but did you know this, you know, there's going to be a time there will be no crying. And so I was able to talk about Jesus and heaven and, you know, no more pain, no more suffering. So I, I kind of took, took the natural meaning of the song and, and kind of gave it a spiritual uh, flip, you know? That's that's really interesting. And you, how long were you down there? Uh, for a week, well, from Saturday Saturday to Saturday. Oh yeah, the fourth of the eleventh. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I know because I couldn't talk to you that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, where did he go? <laughs> no, that's really cool. You know that experience reminds me. I mean, I haven't had that particular experience, but uh, if people listen to this podcast, I think our 17th or 18th episode was about me going down to Guatemala. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was actually filming a young American boy that was in Guatemala on a relief mission. So the point of the mission was different, but the experience was amazing. For those of you who haven't listened to that previous episode, the coolest thing I got to do with my buddy Steve Nelson, who went down there with me, we taught an armless boy how to not only shoot a basket. Mm. He had he had two hooks for arms. Yeah. We we taught him how to shoot a basket, and we taught him how to film a film camera. Man. Which was amazing. That was really cool. The other thing that I'll never, ever, ever forget is we had the opportunity to give about 200 students two or 300 students, their first pair of shoes. Wow. To the point where they didn't know what shoes, some of them had no idea what shoes were. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. And that was just the weirdest thing when you've got like a little two, three, four, five-year-old and you're helping them put the shoes on. Yeah. And they don't they don't want them. They're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, it like, probably felt wrong. <laughs> yeah, it felt wrong. And then the only way we got them to keep the shoes on is – after they were on, I would like run 10 feet and they'd laugh. And I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, they'd probably laugh at me running. <laughs> <laughs> I have such a jerky, jerky, awkward way of running because of my limb. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And when I run, my left arm is hooked into my chest. That just looked really weird. So the more I ran, the more they laughed. And then some of them started to emulate me. Okay. But, but that whole trip was just life-changing as it sounds like this one was for you oh definitely i mean it was so it was so cool like on i mean even my pastor was just you know it was amazing to see jonathan down there like even though i couldn't see the beauty i mean you could feel it like it just you know there's just this essence or aura or whatever kind of word you want to use like you know you can tell you're somewhere different regardless if you see it or not you know um it was just cool to experience it we we also went visited the blue lagoon um, oh really? Yeah, yeah. We visited that. That was in the like thirty minutes away from where we were staying. So we went down to that. That was pretty cool. Um, um, you know, just it, it was it was it was cool also to see people to be 
genuinely happy, even though you would think like maybe an American would be like, oh, I feel so bad for those people. They don't have this or that or whatever. But you know what? They don't care. Like they're they're genuinely happy, even if they don't have whatever you think might be missing in their life, like some material thing or whatever, you know, like it was just it was really interesting to see that. It, it kind of grounds you, doesn't it? Because totally. you sit here and think I'm bitching about certain things about my life. And this person has one pair of shoes, two shirts, and one pair of pants, and they love their life. Right. Yeah. Right? No, totally. And, I mean, there, there, there's definitely, like, poverty and stuff in that area. But, you know, like I said, gen, gen, the, generally the people that I met, even kind of people on the street, they just kind of, you know, hi. Like, everyone says hi to you. Everyone's polite. I mean, probably not everyone. I mean, there are people I was with said, you know, we'd get some weird stares by some people because obviously we're kind of the only white people in the area. But, um, you know, but for the most part, though, everyone's just like pleasant. They really teach the kids kind of like to respect your elders and everything. Like they're, they're always pleasant and say, hi, nice to meet you. They shake their, they shake your hand. You know, it's it, it was totally I, I didn't know what to expect, but it, it was a pleasant you know surprise. I, I was trying to not go in with any sort of preconceived notions, you know. Yeah, yeah, and you know what's funny is when I was in Guatemala, I was just there to film something, right? Yeah. And I fell so in love with the people there. And again, similar to your experience in Jamaica, yeah, we didn't stay in Antigua. We didn't stay in a nice place. We <laughs> stayed in the hills, you know, in, in not a great area, yeah, right? Yeah, And the schools that we visited – were and I'm not kidding. They were a tin shack. Yeah, right? yeah. That's what a lot of the a lot a lot of the churches we went to were basically like tin tin buildings. You know, they're very very small, like little buildings. You can maybe fit. Um, guessing, I I'd be surprised if you could fit more than eighty people in them. Like most of the time, there's thirty, forty, fifty people. Yeah, yeah. And you know what I remember most about the tin schools in Guatemala is when we were there. It was just a tin room, right? Yeah. And even in April, it was just hot as all hell. It was so hot. And they had these two enormous jugs of water, right? Yeah. There's no air conditioning. So these kids were just sweating like crazy. And every three or four minutes, a kid would come up and take a scoop out of the water and drink it. Yeah. And they were just so happy to be in school and i just thought of all the years that i tried to get out of going to school <laughs> right yeah <laughs> these kids loved it so you're gonna go again oh yeah I'm, I, I basically told my pastor uh, you know count me in from here on out you know like and and, and what was great too about this time i i, I was i was gonna get to it but I, you know, my pastor, like, you know, when my pastor's like, come on, come down, you know, it's, it's relatively, you know, cheap. It's not that bad. Maybe like a thousand bucks will cover everything. I'm like, man, I don't have a thousand bucks. And I was like, well, if, if God makes a way for me to go, I'll go. And right. somebody ended up wanting to go on the trip. They, they gave the pastor all the money and something couldn't, something came up to where they couldn't go anymore. And they said, and they're just like, you know what? Keep the money. If someone needs the money that wants to go, give it to them. And voila, that's how I was able to go. There you go, man. You just gave me a great, great idea. So you know, I, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, and so that's how I was able to go. But I, I, I told my pastor, count me in here on out. I'll, I'll totally go down every time. Um, 
Cool, 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 man. That's absolutely, that's one of the places I've always wanted to go to. Yeah, and uh, let's see. Well, I guess one other thing, too, I, I want to mention is, like, the currency. Yeah, go ahead. The currency was interesting, too. Like, they have the, it's called J's. So, a thousand J's when I was down there was about just under $8. And I, and I kind of did some calculation, and I was like, man, you could buy an acre of land and buy a brand new house, a newly constructed house for under $50,000, American dollars. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was just like, man, like, you know, especially for like if, if me, I mean, I work remotely, I could work anywhere, you know? So it's like, man, you could have an acre of land and a brand new house for under 50 grand. <laughs> and, and the, so the prices were pretty much cheaper across the, I mean, the food, like buying food was kind of equivalent to here in America, maybe a little bit cheaper, but not significantly. But so the, the, right. food, the food prices are kind of the same, but everything else is, is definitely, you know, uh, uh, in, more uh, in, inexpensive as opposed to up to here. Well, if you move to Jamaica, right? Yeah. Then you got to promise me you get the strongest Internet. <laughs> definitely. I might have to start a, uh, an Internet company just to make sure, just to assure that I have it. <laughs> I know. I know. So that, that's it. That's everything. Cool, man. I'm glad you shared it with us. Thank you. You want to you wanna wrap up? Yeah, so if you guys want to check us out at limpingoncloud9.com or on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, all the fun places like that, find us on any kind of Android podcast app. Um, also check out 59 Seconds of Cloud 9, and then also check out toysaccessible.com where you can purchase various uh, types of toys with disabilities in mind. So the Christmas is around the corner. So if you have a loved one or know someone that could benefit from uh, toys like this check out toysaccessible.com absolutely and if you want to reach us please email us at info at limpingoncloud9.com that's info at limpingoncloud9 the number nine dot com and everyone thank you for listening and downloading we'll talk to you next episode see ya